There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Please, Carolina. Girl, open your eyes. No. Look at me. You have no idea. It's going to be okay. Of all the money I'm spending in my life, and now I have a sleep therapist. For, for my five-year-old. For your five-year-old. For my five-year-old. My five-year-old is not sleeping, so we've had to summon help from a sleep therapist. You know any Latina mom will be like, Es una bambagamundería. Oh. Acuétese muchacho y que yeah. se duerma. Dice un therapist para un niño. Oh, I know. I was like, lo voy a llevar en ese cuarto y ya. Acuétese. Te va a dormir. You know? <laughs> But that doesn't work. But here we are in 2019 <laughs> where five-year-olds have sleep therapists. Exactly. But what's the problem? No, you know what? It's um, It actually stems back from when I had Asher. So Mark and I um, had Noah, obviously, first. And uh, we used to have, like, a great sleep routine, bath, prayer, book, good night, you know? And um, once Asher came around, uh, I had to make sure that I was putting Asher to sleep because I was breastfeeding, doing all that stuff. So Mark, my lovely husband, started laying next to Noah to get him to fall asleep. Got it. He got used to having somebody sleeping with him. So now, as he's gotten older, I said to Mark, no, you cannot be up there for 20 minutes. I cannot be up there for 20 minutes just to get this kid to fall asleep. And then he started waking up in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, hell no, this is not what's and going on. And come into on. your bed? At 1 a.m. when I wake up at 345. Oh, God. So this has just been a pattern. So now we're, we're getting help. We're and getting... you haven't been able to break it. And don't we all need help? <laughs> like, yeah. I want the sleep therapist to come and like rock me to sleep. <laughs> like she's been amazing. So yeah. Anyway, that's why I let me know how it goes. I want to know like what kind of therapy a five year old gets to make sure they go to their no, own girl, bed. She's like, real. Does she tell him no, like she's a real one because she's not there when he goes to bed, right? No, but we had to fill out this like super intense questionnaire. I mean, she is like a pro for I just, real. I just want to know how it how it happens. Like how you might talk to him at nine a.m., but when it's nine p.m., fuck everything you said in the morning. No. I'm doing what I want. At nine p.m., girl, try seven p.m. We are getting this shit popping. Okay, like 7 p.m. No, you know what's really interesting? And actually, I don't want to like go too far off on a tangent, but um, 5 p.m. is the cutoff. No more devices, no TV, no, um, no. You're a strict mom. It's not about being strict. It's about your melatonin and your circadian rhythms. It's 5 p.m., Carolina. Uh, Girl, I'm telling you, this is part of the reason why. I'm having my second coffee at 5 (laughs) p.m. Please. Are you 
need to, I'm having my matcha, okay? Like, at that time, I need to, like, just get myself pumped up to, like, go through the rest of the day. But, uh, yeah, it's um, it's basically so that they can build their melatonin, you get them ready for rest, and you just eliminate, you lower the lights. It's like a whole mood setter. I'm not even kidding you. But if you put them to bed at 7, don't they wake up at, like, 3 a.m.? You put them to bed at, so the process starts at 7, and then they're in bed by 7.30, 7.40. Okay. Little kids need 10 to 12 hours of sleep, oh. and they're not getting the rest that they need and that's the reason why and I'm again not my professional opinion but just from someone who I've spoken to there's a lot of like behavioral issues at school like the reason why kids like you know are acting out or they're not focusing it's because they're constantly watching screens and that stimulates them so it's hard for them to wind down so uh, that's your sleep break I don't know I don't want to lose people (laughs) talking about my sleep issues listen I'm interested I'm like tell me more I will tell you I'll give you an update yeah we just started working with her and she's amazing so um you know at the end of three weeks they say it takes 21 days to form a habit or to form a new pattern uh-huh. and so it's going to take 21 days for us to like really break noah and my hope is that he'll be sleeping successfully yeah noah because mama need to needs get our money's rest worth. oh for sure yes so welcome to life in spanglish i'm carolina <laughs> and i'm honey german by this time i feel like you guys are in tune with who we are it took us a minute to get like. there but yeah we did but we're like what episode 19 or 20 is this the big episode number 20 you remember when Oprah had like her 2000th show <laughs> I feel like we should have like a cake first of all yeah Andrew where's the cake yeah exactly where's the honey exactly. I need my honey there you go you so failed us today yeah. but we sprung this on him like last minute so. oh totally episode of 25 that's a milestone we're expecting something you know what's crazy people tell me all the time like hold on like didn't the didn't the podcast just start like how is there 19 episodes it feels where like have we, I been yes and it feels like we just started but it's like I, I don't know I always feel like so fresh whenever I get to talk to you, yeah. you know? So, like, for me, it's, like, and we always take a break. brand new. Yeah. We take a, a, a full break. So, um, I wanted to talk to you about something that came from one of our followers on social media, which, uh-huh. if you're not following us, definitely do that. We're on, um, we're at L.I. Spanglish on all socials. Mm-hmm. And um, it came from at the Wiz 823 on Instagram. And they wanted to talk about stepping away from religion when you're Latino. Because, I don't know, how were you raised Catholic or are you Christian? Um, or? My grandmother was a devout Catholic, okay. and, but my mom was like a born-again Christian. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, so religion was always part of my life. Were you guys the Sunday family, like every Sunday you wake up, you go to church, or was it like throughout the week because there are some people who have done you know it really depended on how deep my mom was into church and then it was like youth meetings and did it depend on her mood yeah it really did (laughs) like if she was like messing with the church heavy then we would go a lot or if she had some type of like life drama that kept her away from you know being that involved in the church then we would go on Sundays sometimes we would go six months without going to church it really depended on on her and now that I think about it when she was taking you away from your dad and going to Dominican exactly when she was on a run in Dominican So that my dad wouldn't find us. Yeah. So, yeah, this is interesting because I was raised Catholic uh, all throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents are Catholic. Um, My grandparents were very, very involved in the church. So, you know, it's something that, you know, I grew up with. And um, as of late, with the things that have been going on in the news and also the fact that I'm married to um, a Jewish guy, you know, there have been I've been really struggling with religion. This is something that I've been having a hard time with. And I was so afraid to talk to my mom and dad about it because 
I haven't been going to the church. But they didn't know. They didn't know. I mean, I do pray with my kids every night. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely spiritual. Like I said, I, I read my devotional every morning. But like there was that one thing about the church as an institution. And I mean, can I just be real? Yeah, like 100%. The, the ugly cases that are coming out. And mm -hmm. I say ugly, not on, on not because of the victims, but because that now we're finally hearing about the yeah. stories that have happened. I can't forget about stuff like that. It turned you off completely. It turned me off because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm giving money to an institution that is continuing to harbor secrets and place people in different, you know, churches to get away from a problem. That bothers me. Yeah. And especially the fact that it, it involves children. And I think that's my biggest, biggest issue. It's like you go to church. This is the house of the Lord and mm -hmm. you're going to be protected. And this is where, you Which know. Which I do believe. You're connected with God. But then God's messenger is being a creep and is touching me and is ruining my life instead of helping my life. So I can totally understand where you're coming from as far as like feeling detached or like wanting to deconnect, disconnect. I uh, absolutely. And not only that, I feel like because I, I feel like my trust has been violated because it's all I've ever known and that's all I ever believed. And so now it's like, you know, when you hear these stories, I'm sorry, you can't deny what victims are saying, you know, and, and I feel for them and their families. Families. This has changed people's lives. So now I'm beginning to wonder, do I want to continue to teach my children or, or have them be a part of something that I'm not even sure I really believe in in that part of it anymore? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I know what you're saying. I was so stressed out and I brought it up to my father and it was one of the best conversations I've had in my life. I felt the biggest sense of relief. Really? What yes. did you have to say about it? Because my dad said, you know, Carolina, he's like, I, I struggle with it too. He oh. said, you know, they're very connected with their church in Florida and they love their priest and they, you know, they feel like they're at home in their congregation where they go. He goes, but you can't deny the truth. You can't deny the truth. He goes, and so I can understand. And so he started guiding me and telling me, like, maybe check out different churches. Yeah. Go to an Episcopal church. Go to, you know, Methodist or Lutheran. You know, just go and explore. He's like, but as long as you have, like, that faith in your heart, that'll never go anywhere. You know, so that's kind of, it's difficult, though, as a Latina, as a, you know, when you're Catholic, you yeah. know, and whether you're Adventist or Christian or whatever it is, you know, when you're taught that, I mean, every Sunday morning, I would wear my plastic white shoes from Payless. <laughs> they would give me blisters with the little frilly socks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like you wear your Sunday best and you go there and you represent for the family. And to step away from that, it's almost like losing a little bit of your identity. You do because for Latin families, it, it's so huge. You know, la iglesia, el mm -hmm. pastor. Mm -hmm. If you sing at the in the choir or if you play an Absolutely. instrument, I was this, an altar girl. It becomes like an integral part of like your being who you are and and your traditions and. You're just your routine going every Sunday to church and then you're le you're you're led to believe like these people are are, are holy you know not a of godly course. but you know they're to be admired and you know the preacher's wife and his daughters like everybody is like above you so then to view these people as like sinners and people that are, are fake it definitely throws you off it's it does. like why am I here if I can connect with God in my own bedroom? Right. Why am I letting a regular man that's out here sinning and, and touching or molesting boys lead me? You can't lead me. You can't even lead yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the struggle. I think that is really kind of the internal struggle that I'm having because I do want to teach my boys. We do. We celebrate everything. So my husband's reformed Jewish. So we celebrate all the high holy days and, you know, all of the holidays for him. And then we also celebrate, you know, our that's holidays. A, that's amazing. And what I said to Mark is that 
the biggest thing that we're teaching our kids, other than, you know, obviously the religion, is tolerance. In our house alone, you know, when you look at the world and you see like, oh, this group of people doesn't get along with that group of people. Your mom and dad are two completely different religions yeah. and we absolutely love each other. So That's if we amazing. can make it work, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can make it work. You can tolerate other people. and you. Can, so I would really love to expose them to uh, different types of religions, but it is hard, man. It's really been a difficult, like, road for me, especially since they were both baptized mm-hmm. and you know my mom's like ay que va a ser hija el tiene que ir a, a, a CCD like uh, the catechism school yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I said oh mom you know I don't know I just don't know what to do and I know that I'm not the only one no you're not you're not like me myself I sometimes I'm like you know I want to be part of something mm-hmm. I want to go to a church and I want to find somewhere to go but then again all the hypocrisy and like everything that's going on it's like mm-hmm. where do I go who can I find that's actually genuine but I've, I have found that Christian Christian churches, you know, where your pastor is married to a woman and, and right. has children and has families. Maybe, you know, I'm pretty sure they have their own skeletons in their closet, but it's not as prominent as, you know, Catholic churches yeah. with, with the priests, you know, that are out here um, touching a boy. Yeah. I have a big problem with that. Well, I mean, so there's a lot of what well, when I was growing up, you know, my mom would always say like that we were going to get married and it was going to be a big church. You know, you're going to get married in the Catholic church and your father's going to give you away. I had to kind of break the news to her that that wasn't going to happen with me because we couldn't get married in a church. You know, that brings me to something that I've always wondered. Um, Would you ever convert to like a different religion for your spouse? Because I have a friend and, you know, she is Cubana Mm -hmm. and she is not a Muslim. Now she's a Muslim. Right. Now she dresses like a Muslim and, 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 you know, she reads the Quran and she converted to like her husband's religion. And I see her and I'm like, wow, that's super amazing that you were able, you know, to adopt his lifestyle, to adopt his religion and forget everything that your parents believe in or your family family ever taught you but I personally don't think I would ever be able to do that let me tell you one thing I don't even like my husband telling me what to wear if I come down with something <laughs> and he's like yeah I see camel toe I'm like okay well nobody asked don't you look, Looney. don't okay. look at the camel toe I'm right. comfortable and these tights are going to the supermarket see you later yes yeah you know when I met Mark it was on our third date where I asked him how important is religion to you because it is a because thing. I said you know what I'm not going to continue to go into this thing with this guy that I'm like really connecting with and I'm you know vibing with him and um and he said you know it's not a make or break kind of thing for me so I said to him I was like you know I know what I believe and I believe it so strongly that I don't think I could ever deny myself and say well now I'm this and that's why I say it's like good on your friend because maybe she wasn't as um I you know I'm trying to search for the word as grounded in the church maybe maybe she was she never felt connected to the church maybe maybe there wasn't that yeah exactly that connection because I feel it you know what I'm saying like when I Mm -hmm. when I feel like when I'm praying I feel it you know so for me to ever say like oh wow now I'm gonna be something else and I don't believe in what I grew up with that would be incredibly difficult for me for me too. so I knew my limits and that's why I said to Mark and so when I knew that it was like cool we were cool like that and that he would accept me and what if we have children are you willing to like do both Mm -hmm. and we both agreed to it and it's like we've we've kept up our word and that's good because marriage is is all about flexibility yeah and and allowing the person to, to stay true to who they are. And that's it. I, that's something I, I really, really like cringe when I see couples and it's like, oh, he's a vegan. So now I'm a vegan. And, you know, he's no, Jewish. No, be a vegan so because I'm you want to be a vegan. Like, it's just, uh, 
Yeah. It's, it's weird to me. I'm, But I'm super big on individuality and just being who you are. I'm like really like take it or leave it. With At the same time, not hurting anybody or, or being, you know, a, a mean-spirited person. But like this is really who I am. I can't see myself attaching to a man and then adopting everything that he does. Well, I think you just have to be like true to yourself. You must. I think that's the bottom line. Because if I'm not true to myself and I conform and become something that you want me to be, then do you really want to be with me? No. Or did you want to create this person where you like, you know, man, manufactured this exact t- prototype of what you wanted because that uh, then I'm not the person that you met you remember that saying I love you now change yes that's exactly what happens when these couples link up and, and the female just becomes whatever he wanted her to be well the funny thing is when Mark and I first were dating he said to me if this ever goes any further I just want you to know one thing and I said yeah what and he's like I will never make the bed and damn it that guy he has kept his promise <laughs> he will never make the bed every weekend because you know I leave before he does he leaves it n- Unmade leaves it unmade, and I say it, it drives me crazy. I but I said, you know what? He told me, he warned me. She's like, I signed up. For this I bullshit. signed up for it. So you know, every time I make the bet, and now it's kind of like I smirk to myself, and I'm like, you know, he was a man of his word. He said he wouldn't do it, and that's just who he is. I have to accept it. And here we are, the comforters on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's funny how things kind of you know can affect a relationship. But I've always said that I look at it as a positive because I never knew enough about Judaism before mm-hmm. and now I know so much more and I feel like it has only enhanced my life and my kids' lives. Yeah, because it, it gave you like a different layer. Yeah. Like a, another religion that you can you can adopt because religion is it's like it, you can do everything. It's like you can be a Buddhist. It's or you so can be personal Christian. though. It's really all about connecting with like an, a, an a upper being, you know. Some people don't even see it as like God a man. Oh, maybe it's a woman or maybe he's black. It's yeah. just about that that connection. One thing I'll tell you is like my husband is not connected to religion I was gonna in, ask in any you. which way. No, really? He so he, when he grew up, he didn't go to church or anything? Um, or? No. Really? Look, he didn't go to church. And then as an adult, like when I met him, his father had recently passed and he was just like off God. He was like really stuck on that. And like every time something bad happens, some, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's your God for you. So we struggle a lot in our marriage when right. it comes to that because he just refuses to accept like God, religion. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, look at all these beautiful things God created. And he's right. like, yeah, but any, anyway, such as down. And I'm like, so I do struggle a lot w- when it comes to that. There is no really um, common ground there at all. Do you you think that if you guys were to eventually have a family like that would be something that you guys would have to discuss I think or so. do you think you would kind of like roll with whatever you do no I think you would probably be like oh if you're gonna go to church go to church yeah like I don't really care and you know it's crazy Carolina I tell them all the time in 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 later on in life like in my 50s maybe I see myself as being a church leader really I really do I feel like that's gonna be like my final calling you know how they say you have like two two, three different lives. Yes, yeah. I feel like my last, last life is either going to be a motivational speaker that travels. Oh, wow. Or, I could or, see that. Or uh, a, a head of a church. Really? I can see myself leading a congregation. And I tell them that all the time. You the Church you- of Honey. Yes. A- exactly. I feel it. The spirit. The followers are already coming. And <laughs> no, it's, for it, real. That's beautiful. And I tell him all the time. I'm very open with him. And I tell him that. I'm like, I feel like there is something there. Like, I do have a calling to change lives. I'm just too busy right now trying to build my own. Right. But later on, it'll come you know what he tells me well yeah there's a lot of money to be made in churches these motherfuckers steal all the money oh, I'm like oh it. my god this they are is... flying around in private jets though. they really are <laughs> they got are. Bentleys Rolls Royces yeah. nice cars my abuelita was so involved in the church and my my ab- 
Abuelito at the time would be like, ah, I don't want to hear it. If you're going to do it, you go in the other room. And then what, I praying? S- What's that? Praying? Yes. She would have her prayer circle there. Like, they mm-hmm. would have Bible study. They would come over into, like, the, the living room. And he was so against it. He would, like, slam the door. He was, like, wow. really angry about it. Grumpy. And I swear to you, and may they both rest in peace, the spirit called him. And I'm not even kidding you. Until he his last day, he was one of the most loved and revered people in the church because he gave his life for that church. Something happened, and it was really? from one day. I swear to you, and my mother even talks about it a lot, too, and she'll say, you know what? It, you never know when you're going to get the call, you know? so When, when God is going to touch your soul. And he did, and he changed. He used to be like a drinker, a gambler. He was out on the town all the time, and then boom, stopped. Cold stopped. And all of a sudden, he was involved with my with my uh, abuelita and all of her friends, and he became one of the most beloved people in that church. That's when they say el Espíritu Santo took yeah, over your body. Absolutely, yeah. So it can happen, you know, and you never know. But that's the thing. It's like I just know that there are other people that are struggling with that, that may be Catholic or whatever church, whatever they, it is that they believe in. And I, I don't know. I want you to know that you're not alone because I'm. What do you believe in? I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and the Holy Spirit. I do believe in that. Um, I do think that there will be a day where you have to answer. Yeah. I do. I do. Judgment Day, you believe that you're going to go up there, you're going to be in front of God answering? I think there's, yeah, and I actually, I I do the mom thing where I say to Noah and Asher, I prayed for you, and one day I'm going to have to look at Jesus, and I'm going to, he's going to ask me, what did you do with those two boys? And I'm going to have to tell him, I raised two good boys, you know, so (laughs) I do the mom guilt trip on them. But yeah, I do, and I don't, I don't believe that I practice being like a good human because of that reason. I believe that it's a great influence in my life and it's brought me so many blessings that like, why not? Yeah, being a good person, it, it just it, it multiplies. Yeah. It's like a boomerang. It just comes right back and I believe it. Like, I don't think of God per se when I want to do something nice or when I don't want to do something mm-hmm. evil that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you think about this person? I'm like, oh, they're okay when I could have said a million things that could have probably... And you hold back. And I hold back. You That's hold me. your tongue. That's me being a good That's person. That's you being good, girl. That's that's right. Let's write it down. Hold on. <laughs> Honey, make sure this person didn't get, you know, yeah. anyway. But um, yeah, that, that's that's part of it. My husband, when we got married, agreed to one thing. And I said to him, I was like, you know, I will celebrate with you. I said, but the one thing that I want you to do with me is go to church with me twice a year. Oh, that's good. He goes to church with us Christmas and Easter. And those are the only oh, two that's times. Perfect. That's perfect. But then it's my responsibility to take them any other weekend, you know? So I always say when I was younger, I just used to love to go to church because after we would go to Denny's and that was like the big thing. For real. And then, you know, my mom was so cheap that she wouldn't let us have our own kids meals. So I would have to split with my sister. A kid's meal. Absolutely. Well, Jesus Christ. Those smiley pancakes. <laughs> but yeah, that was like the main motivation. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, I remember those times. I remember those songs, you know, even when I hear things when I'm at church my, uh, by myself, my husband says, why do you get so emotional? I'm like, I don't know, because it just it touches it it touches my spirit. Yeah, sometimes what, what they're talking about, like me, I watch um Joel Olstein on TV. You do? Yes. My sister puts him on in the I background. I put him on. Yeah. I, I watch him and it feels like the message is always for me. Nuni is always like, bruh, turn that down. They lying to you. And I'm like, <laughs> You're ruining my church. This is my church. Yes. I work on Sundays. Let me watch a little bit of church before I go. But you know, receiving those messages are yeah. very positive. I remember um you know, when I started working in 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 radio, it it was very uh, 
discouraging and it felt like it was taking a very, very long time. And I remember downloading a bunch of Joel Olstein like uh, sermons. Mm-hmm. They were like 20 minute sermons. And every single day, probably for like two months that I took to train, I listened to a sermon. Wow. And I didn't listen to any music. I didn't talk. I didn't text. I was that was my my way of like preparing myself for what I felt like was going to be another day of no advancement, yeah. another day of like people not seeing my work. How do or, I like, keep pushing on? How, how do I get motivated? How do I stay there? Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. your day will come being motivated, seeing your blessings. So I can tell you that much. Like uh listening to sermons and preachers and stories, I to me has been very very helpful. I don't do it anymore. I maybe because now I feel like I'm super content, like where my life is, and I'm no longer feeling like my life sucks. But like four years ago, I just felt like, wow, I don't know if this is going to happen for me. But isn't that so funny when your life sucks, a lot of people turn to the church, but when your life is good, you forget about it, right? (laughs) So that's where they say the attitude of gratitude. So every morning, you know, like when I, when you wake up, like the other day I was having like the worst day I was telling you about it. Both of my kids were sick. And when we were on our way to the doctor, I said to them, I said, you know what? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said that I have the ability to drive you to a doctor that you're going to get seen today and that we have the money to get you medication. Think about it. Yeah. How many people have a sick kid and your hands are tied and you have to decide I need to buy groceries this week or I have to get antibiotics for my son and I don't have health insurance. You know what I'm saying? I know this is super deep, but that's what I'm, I feel like a lot of people forget about that kind of stuff. So it's like, as I was frazzled, as I was going through my day, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get all of this done. And then I said, stop. Thank you. Take a minute. I have a car. I can get to a doctor. I have insurance. The doctor will see me. I have, I can get medication. You know what I mean? So it's like, that that whole kind of like train it dawned on you yes. like okay let me focus on all the positives absolutely and that's just kind of like the way that I that I like to live so there you have it if you're struggling with deciding whether or not to continue with your church you are not alone and you can always um, you know reach out to us you can always call Carolina her number is three four seven call me I'll help you out I won't lend my ear but uh, what else are we going to talk about today I forgot there was something else I wanted to bring up to you shoot what was it. We were talking about the tattoos behind the scenes. No, we got to talk about that next time. Okay, because I want to okay. know where you're all. How many do you have? I have about uh, two big ones and three small ones. I don't have any tattoos, and this was like the big discussion when I turned forty. Really? My husband said to me, he goes, "Are you really going to get a tattoo?" Because I said, "I'm going to get one when I turn four. When I turn forty, I'm going to get this." And I, I was feel like, like a lot of people say that for their birthdays, totally. they're going to get one. Yes, and then I turned forty, and I was like. Mm. Maybe not. You know, it's very permanent, you know. It isn't even about the ink. I feel like I'm more afraid of the pain. Because some people say you get endorphins, other people say it hurts like hell and it depends like where you put it. It really depends on where you put it. Are we going to talk about it now? Or are we no, gonna talk no, about we got to talk about it another time. Okay, you want to talk about it now? now? Okay, go ahead. Go. Where the are pain yours? is very weird. So I have a really big one um, on the side of my thigh. So I'll show you. It's, I it, think I saw it when yeah. you were in um, when I was Puerto Rico um, or yeah, something. Yeah, when I was in Puerto yeah. Rico, and it took like uh, probably took like four hours. How old were four hours? Yeah, it probably did take like about four hours. See, I'm gonna be lame and get like a butterfly or some shit. Like, no, no. come on, Carolina, <laughs> you kidding. can't. You can't never. like go no. and and just do it. That's really what I'm saying. Like there was an anything that I felt like was, not that that didn't mean it that meant that much mm-hmm. to me there are so many things that mean that much to me but I just don't have the right combination of like what am I gonna of what are you gonna permanent put, permanently put in your body right yeah so, yeah um so I have a big one but I do the more for sex appeal so I have that That's sexy you see so it's like I saw it in your baby a lot of men like yeah. um 
tattoos. Well, the type of men I date. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I find them to be very sexy. Yeah. And it's, we're always covered up. We live here. We're in New York. We have jackets. We have pants. But then when you throw on something at home and it's just like, oh, your whole thigh is inked. And a lot of men find it like, wow, she went it's through popping. all that pain. And, yeah. and, and she's a badass. She don't even care what anybody's going to think. Because there is a lot of stigma around tattoos, especially when it comes to Latino families. For Sure. My mom hates, hates my tattoos. My mom tells me that I am going straight to hell because I have tattoos. Really? She says that in the Bible it says that any man that has been tattooed or like has marked their body mm-hmm. will not enter into the kingdom of God. I think that depends on translation. but <laughs> I think so too. I, I think God's going to see, you know, I had a good heart. I was yeah. an amazing person. And, you know, my thigh piece is quite sexy and he might just let me in. You know, he might need some little, uh, little Johns up there exactly. to spice things up in heaven. But yeah, um... I think it's a matter of expression. Personally, I will tell you, I am not a judgy person. I actually dated a guy that had sleeves and had That's a sexy. neck tattoo. That's all and very like, sexy. But you wouldn't have married se- him because he was tatted? No, I didn't marry him because he cheated on me profu- oh. like repeatedly. But <laughs> no, but when I brought him home, uh. my mom was like, Ni te puedo ver. Yo no sé qué. Por- Wait, what did she say? Ese hombre repugnante. Como va a creer que eat? Like, she was like, couldn't believe that I would even bring somebody into yeah. the house that was like that. And I said, Mom, like, he's a really good person. They like, don't care. She did not care. Fully judged. Straight on. And by the way, you know, I always give my parents a break because they're older. They're so old school. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just like, you're really looking at surface stuff. Like, you're not looking at what's inside or, you know. They're not. Because, you know, our parents equate tattoos with, like, criminals, Mm -hmm. delinquents, people that don't have jobs. Because, you know, back in the days, it's like somebody who had a tattoo, let's say 30 years ago, most likely was either part of like a freak show or had gone to jail or, you know, they weren't part of the system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here's a funny thing. For years, when I was still casually dating Nooney, if he was going to be around my mom, I would ask him to cover up. I would be like, please just wear a college shirt. Like, don't let my mom see anything. Like, cover yeah. your arms. I remember one time she saw him in the summertime. She was like, why does this guy have these long sleeve shirts on? Because he has sleeves. Oh. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Whatever. And I made him feel so whack like about who he was that one day like when we moved in together my mom came to visit and he had cooked and I was like okay my mom's downstairs but like put on clothes I'm gonna be downstairs with mom just come down when you're ready or whatever you know what he did he came down in a tank top I again I'm, team, and he was I'm like, sorry and I'm you know what he said he was one. like I'm fucking, I gotta be me I'm, he was like I'm done with your mom he was like either take it or leave it like this is who I am my heart dropped to the fucking floor when I saw him walk down the steps in a tank you're top like, Shit. I was like I'm gonna kill this motherfucker <laughs> I swear to god but I love my him. mom. My mom's face. Yeah. She was thoroughly yeah. disappointed. She didn't want to eat. She didn't eat. She asked to like be taken home. She was just blindsided, I guess. Yeah. And then she was just like, you know, I'm so disappointed in you. I, I, I had so many great expectations for you. And, you know, fast forward a few years later and she's like, he is amazing. And God sent him so he could take care of right? you. And you're the bad one. And he's the amazing one. How the tables have turned. Exactly. But at the beginning, she was just so disappointed in me it was just like uh, you would have thought that i i got you know bundy the the serial killer oh, and, and brought him to her because yes. she was actually no you know what he was like a wolf in sheep's clothing because he, really he was. actually was attractive and smart and people didn't get he didn't have any of that mess and you, you saw the never... sack everyone oh trailer? my gosh girl they're wilding we're gonna talk about that we're gonna watch yes absolutely but i'm telling you this is the reason why you cannot judge a book by its cover you really can't and that's the thing it's like when i was dating this guy my dad's 
what kind of profession is this guy going to do? What is this guy's future? How would he ever take care of you? And mm-hmm. I said, Dad, you're a doctor. If a doctor has a tattoo and he's the only doctor that knows how to do a specific type of surgery, I'm going to let the doctor with the tattoo do the surgery on me. It doesn't. I'm not going to judge a guy because he has a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? That's where I feel like they're kind of old school in their thinking. They really are. Very and old school. It's especially if they came from the islands. My mom was from Dominican Republic. Even now, in in 2019, if you go to Dominican Republic and you're heavily tattooed, you're either a rapper or mm. a, a athlete or just a plain criminal. Like yeah. women, that there's are, no in between. Like you can't just be like a good citizen no, that works no, like a nine to five job. No, you know, like they'll be no, like, God forbid. You where know? do you work? And if yeah. you are a woman that lives in Dominican Republic and you are heavily tattooed, you are judged. And you know they have their upper society that will reject you and will not, you know, accept you. And they'll say you must be, you know, a slut or a whore, like what regular woman. To defile your body that way. Exactly. I always looked at tattoos, and I'm being just sincere, as an accessory. My father had tattoos, and my father got his tattoos in the 80s. Oh, so he got some raw ones then. Yeah, my father Did had he like have the old Popeye spinach tattoo. <laughs> no, he had the two prayer hands like this on Did the inside of his really? arm, and he probably got it in Rikers Island. And that's really what kills me about my mom. Like my I was father, say. my father was like in and out of jail. He was like a drug dealer, like uptown. But when it came to us, it's like the things. I guess maybe the maybe things you want better for your kids. She probably you, saw that, you yeah. know, and she's probably like, you know, everything. to give your mom credit, you you don't want your kids to go down the same difficult path that maybe because she was the one who was home while he was probably in Rikers and yeah, she understood and Doing that. all types of craziness, yeah. disappearing for a week at a time. Yeah. She's probably like, oh, you know, he kind of reminds me of your dad. Yes. <laughs> That's not what I want for you. But, you know, luckily... Luckily, tattoos don't define anything or anyone or any mm-hmm. walk of life. It's like like you said, you have doctors, you have engineers, you have lawyers, everybody. It's it's just more like a decorative type of thing now. Yes. And it's it expressing your individuality. Like I was looking at um like a, a new show. Have you watched it? Which one? It's, it's like called Narcos. They're giving it, and it has like Griselda Blanco's son. No. Oh, wait. The, uh, La Madrina. Yeah, La Madrina's oh, son has like dude. a show. No. Yeah, on I got VH1. It on, on VH1? I think it's on VH1. H one. Um, is it which is it on Netflix or something? No, Do, it's on VH1. You know what? I, I watch it all. The, I watched it last night. Well, I don't. It's care. not I'm a documentary. It it's an actual regular reality show. So it's him and his girlfriend, and then like a bunch. This of, is her true son, right? Her, her true son. Oh, it wow. just started like three weeks ago, and it's called like uh like Narcos or something. And uh, one of the girls, um, Tattoo Baby, she's so tattooed, and I think she's so attractive. I'm like, wait, her name is Tattoo Baby. Yeah, she's like a tattoo. Does artist. she spell it with? two e's or is it why <laughs> or what like what so i can look her i will follow her on instagram right now she's so dope really she's like latina and, and she's just so gorgeous and she has like a sleeve and i was looking at her and i was like i want a sleeve too i just found it like so attractive well you know what and it's like when you make the commitment to go for a sleeve like as i mentioned i know a lot of people who have done it like you have to have a vision you have to have the vision and of what you want it to it's a look it it's a, a look. whole you gotta look. commit yes but that's what i say i celebrate stuff like that i'm gonna have to watch this i was obsessed with the story it's what is called it? cartel crew on vh1 and it's a reality show that i have not seen yeah, i, I reached been... out to him i reached out to him i said next time you're in new york we need to sit down and talk for life in spanglish i'm watching Lindsay lowen's beach house and you guys are watching cartel crew i need to get on my game first of all girl. it's only like one channel away i think that's bravo vh1 is right <laughs> next like, to it just know, please mtv i was like over i had to like look for where mtv was no i definitely want to check it out that story is so intriguing and not to uh glam 
glamorize the 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 things that happened but really if you think about it and if you research her history it is a very interesting story how she came up and the things that happened in her life and how she became like one of the heads of you know this mm-hmm cartel here in Miami it is crazy it is so definitely I would I will check that out but yeah I don't think that we should I think that in 2019 we should take a minute and think about why you're judging people are you going to judge someone because they're a really shitty person 100% absolutely I support that are you going to judge somebody because they might look a certain type of way I don't think I think we can move away from that a little bit I think so too because it's it's things have changed so much. It's like even the way people dress. Sometimes I'm like, here comes a bum, and then they get close to me, and I'm like, wait, the bummy clothes is Fendi. I'm like, yes. this ain't even a bum. This is just like a, a older white lady that just didn't want to comb her hair, and she's wearing probably like five thousand dollars worth of shit right now. How many you times? You can't tell. You how can't many tell times anymore. do you go and you're like looking a hot mess? And I'm telling you, I the half the time when I'm like running around with my kids and I have to get things done, like my hair is on top of my head and no makeup. And people immediately judge you, and you're just like, wow. Carolina, can I tell you? You really don't know. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I was <laughs> I was with my two friends, Ashley and, and Sherelle. We were at the store, and somebody kept asking, you guys need help, you guys need help, you guys need help. I'm like, whoa, what's really good with this bitch? And then my friend is like, she probably thinks we're shoplifting. I'm like, us? Why would we be shoplifting? She was like, because we're black and brown and we look like shit. I'm like, wow. And it's I left like the that. store. I was like, still, this is still happening, but it is. Well, you know, I mean, there was one famous <laughs> retailer that I will not name that was really outed in the past couple of years for profiling people, you know? And so um starts with a B, ends in a E's, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So do you know which one I'm talking about? Starts with a B, ends in an Arnie's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that story. But this is real life, you it know, is. and I think that it's something that's... we gotta that's, stop. We gotta stop. Well, I do believe that if you are influential in any way to the younger generation, mm-hmm. you do have to let people know, like, look, you know, you cannot judge other people based on what you're seeing, yeah. period. You know? There's so much more. Absolutely. Like, even me, like, sometimes I'm, like, in a train, just looking shattered and looking crazy, and I look around, I'm like, if only these guys knew what an amazing wife I am. Exactly. And what an amazing career I have. If they could have only seen me at Powerhouse, I was popping. <laughs> Especially that one that almost knocked me down for the seat. <laughs> That's right. You want to school people. So, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to ask you about your tattoos because I saw them. I know. I noticed the one that was on your Yeah, hand. I have one on my back. Okay. And then I have, like. Are any of them, like, special significance to you? Well, or yeah. Like... The, the first one that I got were three butterflies. That's, like, in symbolism of Las Hermanas Mirabales. So, they're really like prominent figures in the Dominican Republic and they fought like for our freedom and they went against like our dictatorship. Oh, wow. So I got and their um, nickname is La Mariposas. Okay, of course. So I got I got all three and then it was kind of like doubled up in meaning with my two sisters. Oh, that's beautiful. So that was like my first tattoo ever. I got that when I was 25 years old. Okay. And then that's the only one that really has any type of meaning. And then the other things you just like. Yeah, then I got like some orchids on my back, more like decorative type of pieces. And then what I have here is more like a lotus on that's, your thigh. that's mixed with a with like a dream catcher. Yeah. So it was more about just embracing, you know, the body and, and shaping it. And we'll get all the likes. Let's put up a picture on Life okay. in English okay. of her thigh. Let's get all the Next likes. Next Wednesday, I'm putting it on my story.
Please do. I'm gonna I put saw it. In my story, I know yeah. it's actually it's very beautiful work. Um, do your sisters have tattoos? No, neither one of them do. So it. you're and the one. And neither does my brother. Um, but I have this guy in, in Brooklyn. His name is Ian. This Brazilian guy. He's so amazing. I want to go back to him. But, yeah. But yeah, I'm the black sheep of my family. That's why I say you're the one. I am the black sheep of my family. My like, mom always said if there was anybody that was gonna come home with one, it was gonna be me. And I was like, <laughs> yep, it would have been me. So yeah, there you have it. Let's go to the salon because last week I took people. So you you go ahead and read what we got today. So. What we're about to do is, in case you started listening at episode 20 for some weird reason, when yes. we step into the salon, you know, we sit you in the salon chair. We don't really do your hair, but we try to give you a little bit of advice. Right. I, I mean, and by the way, we don't know a lot about anything, but we do give good advice. We're not, we not certified, <laughs> but we have lived. Um. So this week... uh. The email comes from Daniela. It says, hi, Carolina and honey. My name is Daniela. I'm from New Jersey. I've listened to all the episodes Yay! of your podcast, and I always look forward to hearing a new episode weekly. My question for you ladies this week has to do with my upcoming wedding. I am in the process of planning a wedding, and I'm half Salvadorian and half Nika. Oh, Shout Pinolera. out to Grenada. Yeah. While my fiance is white, his family is Italian, Dutch, and Irish. He's great about trying to embrace my culture and learn as much as he can. I'm also adamant about embracing my Hispanic culture and want to make sure that our wedding is a beautiful hybrid mix of our cultures. Do you ladies have any suggestions for how to do that? It's also important to know that as a first generation American, my family does not speak any English mm. and his family does not speak any Spanish. Any ideas on how to mix our cultures at our wedding? Thanks for being great and for fully being an inspiration to young professionals and showing yeah. us how to embrace our beautiful, rich culture Best Daniela. Aww. Oh, thank you, girl. That was a beautiful uh, email. We appreciate that. Very well put together. Yes, honey. But uh, yeah, Daniela, you got you got some work to do here with this wedding. Half English, half Spanish. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy, but it's doable. I'll I'll tell you that much. Even if you have to split the ceremony half and half. I th I think that's what I was going to say. Is um you've got to be fair. You know, it can't be lopsided. Um, we had a interfaith wedding, so we practiced. Um, we incorporated some things from the Jewish tradition and then we also incorporated some things from like uh from you know are the Catholic well even though I wasn't married in a church but um I think the important thing to do is recognize like what means a lot to them what means a lot to you you know do you want a madrina and a padrino at your wedding does that not matter to you you know um a lot of people like to do like they mix sand together or they yeah, light good. a unity candle um you can maybe do one song in Spanish during the ceremony or you know like the Ave Maria my mother always said like that was like my mom's song it's very you universal know? too absolutely yeah so there are different different ways that you can play around with it but I think that the biggest thing that you should do is get the families together prior to the wedding I think it'll be so amazing to see everybody out there on the dance floor and that was the last thing that I was going to say music always brings people together it really does so think about the music how do you want people to celebrate you um and also, not not just that, but maybe by having somebody that can represent like the Spanish side, mm -hmm. um, we had a rabbi and a priest at our wedding. As long as you're prepared and you go through it and you you know talk to both, you know we we spoke to the rabbi and the priest. Um, as long as you guys are on the same page, it can be a really beautiful, unique ceremony, and it can be all yours. It's about how you want to make it. It really will be. One thing I'll say is don't let it be lopsided. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the bride takes the lead, mm -hmm. and then the groom is just like do whatever you want, and then you 
you end up with like a whole, you know, Salvadorian wedding. Right. That it's just like, okay, and then his family's taking it back. If you're both here, if you both live in the United States, there are a lot of traditions sure. that cross over into the Hispanic, into the white side, mm-hmm. you know, keep it super traditional. And then maybe with the food or the drinks or the cake, you can make it, you know, you're, you can have a cannoli cake for or him. Or a cocktail. And, yeah. Yes. And you can have, you know, I don't know what a Salvadorian traditional drink would be, but you can have a mojito, a caipirina, like whatever it is that us Latinos tend to order when yes. we go to restaurants. So you can, it, it can definitely be fused. I can yeah. tell you that much. But as far as the wedding ceremony, um, I, I would suggest have two right there at the moment. First do something with English, then do something with Spanish or maybe have a prayer in Spanish mm-hmm. and, and the vows in English. But everybody has to feel included. Yeah. You definitely don't want to have a wedding where it's like mom doesn't know what's being said. Yeah, because it's their celebration too. It really you is. Know? It yeah. really is. And you don't want to feel totally like, okay, she took the her white husband's side and that's why we're sitting here not understanding shit that's happening. I guess right. when they kiss, we know it's over. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. So maybe maybe have uh, some singers sing in Spanish and or do a prayer or bring your mom up and be like, mom, you know, do a prayer in Spanish. You can incorporate her if you don't want to like blow the budget hiring all types of people. Right. Or a reading perhaps, yeah. you know, like sometimes people do like the Corinthians reading. Mm-hmm. You can have somebody do that in Spanish. Um, there are a number of ways that you can make it your own, but I really do think that like the details, the details are where it's at. They really are. And that's where you can have a lot of fun with it. And you know what? Get your husband in on it. Get his opinion and see like what matters to him. What mattered to my husband was a red velvet cake. That's so it. we did we did tears of cake. Like so oh, I wanted, good. yeah, so like I wanted it was like a lemon raspberry something and so like one, it was delicious. Lemon raspberry. It was so amazing. So uh, girl, the cake balls in my wedding cake, girl. Oh, oh you got money. Now. Get out of here. Carlos Bakery. Yes, girl. <laughs> so no, he did part of it red velvet mm-hmm. for my husband and then there, like so we did a mix, you know, oh, one okay. tier was one, one tier was another one That's just good. to make him happy. Yeah. But like there are different ways. So like get his opinion, see what matters to him, see what matters to you and then try to make it about everybody, yeah. you know? And make it, it inclusive. Yeah, and like I said, throw in some of the American traditions right in the middle and and everybody's going to know what's going on. If you do have a program though, that's also a great way to recognize people. So, you know, you can do like half of the first half in English and the, the second half in Spanish yeah, and recognize people. So, uh-huh. yeah, there are a number of different ways that you can do it. But I'm excited for your wedding and I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. And don't so forget, like the dance floor, you get it popping with a little bit of like, you know. She could get two DJs, you know, here I am ready to blow the budget. But, you know, you get a Latin <laughs> DJ and then you get like a regular like, you know, club house DJ. I don't know if your man's like Jersey Shore type of thing. Yes. And they can battle it out, man. They could go blow for blow like, yo, yo, yo. It'll be the, so fun. And the families will enjoy it. And the best part is just seeing people that you love having the best time. I think that's going to be the best memory for you guys. You know what's always good? Um, Performers. To bring performers. Oh, yeah. Here I am. Adam money. I know. My gosh. Um, how big so, is your budget, girl? For real. Yeah. So the samba dancers. I had yes. samba dancers at my wedding. And it was like amazing. Everybody enjoyed it. I also had like the fun hour people. The people yeah. that come and like do craziness. And a cigar roller. So all those things oh, kind of like. I love that. All that stuff brings people together. And who doesn't want a freshly rolled cigar? I mean, listen. I don't even smoke them. But I'll put it in my mouth. It's a good for Instagram. I do it for the gram. Uh, and I, I put them <laughs> all in like, my pocketbook. I'm like, can I get another cigar? Can I get another cigar? Like, yeah, exactly. And a great parting gift for people. Like 
I have for a the human, guys. For real. Yes. And so there you have it. Daniela, we just solved your problem for you. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you can always email us. Email us lifeinspanglishpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we love when you guys tell us what's going on in your lives. We hope you guys enjoy what's going on in ours. I'll keep you posted about the sleep therapist. For real. I need answers, uh, Carolina. I will let you guys know. This better not be a waste of money. I'm going to skip church and just go to the diner this weekend. So there you have it. Straight I mean, to Denny's? Per- that's pretty much it. Oh, you get to get your I own go to plate IHop of food. Now. <laughs> IHop? I do IHop. I have an IHop. Do you? I need to go to it. You need to do the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity. Oh, God, Carolina. I know all the stuff. Christ. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Bye. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnal20enespanol.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.